Hey everyone, welcome back to Drunk High and Sober. I'm your host, Patrick Cadigan, or at least for this week I was your host. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was an eventful one this week. We did 27 dresses. We got four people together to talk about it. We had a drunk guy, a high guy, a sober guy, and actually this week we had a special edition, which was a female guy. No, not a guy, just a female. It was my sister. Maggie Cadigan joins us on the podcast this week. Uh, as a rom-com expert and a female in general um, by birth, I thought it would be good to, you know, have some have that perspective on this one rather than just three guys sitting around microphones talking about a rom-com and talking about things they probably didn't understand. So uh, it was a good one. I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, please email us. Uh, but make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud, share on Facebook, Twitter, Carrier Pigeon, however you share things. Maybe you just walk around in your neighborhood and tell people about us. Uh, that'd be great. Either way, enjoy. is brought to you by Rewinder, the only app that sets you up with people you've already hooked up with. Sure, there are plenty of fish in the sea, but there are also plenty of fish in the trash. And with Rewinder Pro, you can forget the awkward small talk. For just $2 a month, Rewinder Pro will initiate and engage in a tasteful conversation that lures your matches over to your apartment without you lifting a finger. But that's not all. The next morning, Rewinder Pro will also stage a fake phone call from your boss saying that he needs you in the office right away, allowing you the smooth opportunity to kick those matches out. Until next time, of course. Rewinder, you up? And now, 27 Dresses. Jane was good at taking care of everyone. You've been a bridesmaid 27 times? What do you do besides work and help people get married? But she never took care of herself. Jane. Yeah? Did you put that breakfast burrito on my desk? I just thought you might be hungry. That's why I love you. I love you too. Now. 27 dresses. Strange as it sounds, I've had some really good times in those dresses. A woman whose entire life is making other people happy. You cannot plan your sister's wedding to the man you love. It is sick. What do you want, Jane? Knocked up's Katherine Heigl. James Marsden. You should just admit that this whole cynical thing is just so you can see mysterious and sexy. Do you say sexy? Guys. Yes. Yeah. 27 dresses. Whoop, whoop. Woo! I actually love that movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> this is madness. So today is a special episode. Instead of drunk, high, and sober, we have a drunk, high, sober, and female, which we thought would be appropriate. With the chick flick, the other thing Santana and I have to say is just be very careful placing objects on the table. Try to keep your hands off the table if possible. If you can put them on the ground, that's great. Don't double worry fisting. about spilling. Double fisting. Don't mixed. hold them the whole time. <laughs> so, 27 Dresses. We watched this, this movie today. How does Jay feel about being the female on the podcast? <laughs> oh, no, hey, hey, hey. I feel pretty good about it. I've so, always uh, wanted to tuck my wiener underneath and uh, 
Look at oh my myself God. in the mirror. Finkel is Einhorn. And, uh, Einhorn I always is wanted Finkel. to Finkel my Einhorn, and uh, I finally have the opportunity, and I yeah. just want to thank God for that. So let's go just do some quick introductions for those of us who, Dude, the who way don't you're know us. Those beers. You like it? You look like you a like skier. It? You look like in the Olympics, you special do. Olympics. You look like you're having a dream about skiing. <laughs> You don't look like us here, yeah. How's that look? Now you look like you're just <laughs> masturbating two very large penises. <laughs> oh, All man. right, let's do a quick Don't introduction listen. here. Don't My listen. name, uh, of course, is Patrick Cadigan. I'm gonna be sober today. My name is Maggie Cadigan. I'm gonna be female today. <laughs> also sober. Also sober. <laughs> My name is Arod the God, and I am drunk guy. That's Alex Santana, and he's drunk. I'm just going to do it, my best at job at uh, interpreting okay. the words you say tonight. Yes. <laughs> Can you not understand? Yeah. And uh, sunglasses, would you care to? My name's Jay, and I'm salt sexual. <laughs> Jay's high so and I'm currently sexually, wearing sunglasses I'm indoors. I'm to anything well, salty, so if you well, give me a run a box of pretzels, it's I'm over. to get aroused. Well, Game salty. over. Yeah, salty sexual. Jesus. Man. All right. Anyway. So, 27 Dresses. We had a, we had amazing an movie. interesting screening tonight, didn't we? Amazing movie. Santana, interesting why don't you, why don't you, amazing. Amazing was one way to put it. So, why don't we... Start with me? Let's start with Mags. Okay. What 27 your, Dresses, yeah. top five rom-coms ever. Of all time? Maybe not of all time, but pretty top on the list. Really? I believe so. What makes you say that? Like, what's the thought process there? What are your it's metrics? It's just such a great story. The story? Yeah. Okay. It's true love. Honestly? But it was Start- true love? Yes, it was. Started out as friendship. Guy chases girl. Girl pushes guy away. That is Girl's true falling love. in love with boss. I don't know. Boss falls in love with girl's sister. Guy very chases dramatic. his girl harder. Guys uses girl to get ahead in career. It was packed with drama. If I can that. interject. Sure. It was a great movie, but it was kind of, uh, you know. That tortoise. What? What would you say? It take was. It, take your time. You got that yeah. tortoise. What do you got? What are your What are your gut instincts? It was a little predictable, you know. Very predictable. Oh, how so? Just because, like, come what on, do you mean, like, how so? girl down on her luck, like chasing the man that she always dreamed of but then like a hotter guy comes through and is like okay. trying his hardest it's like a planet earth episode wait who's the hotter guy in that scenario yeah, I don't know. come James on Marsden. like wait hold on are you saying that james marsden is hotter than ed burns oh I, I didn't say he's hotter but i would think he's cuter i think he's non-homosexual <laughs> i might I <laughs> i might actually agree with you for sure. Yeah. Come on. Well, I, I, I too will throw. Skills. my... has got a great personality. I'll throw my vote into the. Who's Marsden or Ed Burns? Definitely not Ed Burns. You think it's it's Marsden? Yeah. I think his name is Ed Burns. I'm not positive. <laughs> I'm pretty it's sure that we're gonna roll with Look, like, Ed Burns. <laughs> Wait, Ed Burns is the. Uh, he's the guy. He's, the boss. Like he's, he's from Brooklyn. Boss. Yeah, he's Brooklyn. <clears throat> yeah, he's hot. You know, he's got a nice body. I can tell. Hold on. I'm Are just you saying. sure this is no homosexual? <laughs> Absolutely. Because we're getting oddly specific. I love. Yeah, he's got a great dick. Yeah. Uh, waxes his asshole. I didn't yeah, see yeah. any of that. I didn't see any of that, so I can't comment on it. But 
Yeah, it looks like they take care of children really well. Uh, really kind of mothers. No, you know what? Sensitive I type. think that way about Marston. That's how I think about him. Um, <laughs> that's why I think he's a good fit for the ending well, I'll tell you, of if, that movie. If, if either of them have a, a bit of like a salty stain on their faces from a meal, I'll go, right, salt, I'll go right, right towards them and I'll just, I'll go. I'll tell you matter. what, you need to take it easy, sunglasses, all right? <laughs> Why do you keep calling me sunglasses? Thank Why you do you think I keep calling you sunglasses? I'm really not sure. I'm trying to ask you heart to heart. Why? I think it's probably because you're wearing sunglasses and it's 1035 at night. But you're wearing eyeglasses and I'm not saying, hey, eyeglasses. I need them to see. Do you? These I are practical. These have practical use. You don't need those to see. You're not calling me eyeglasses for the same reason that you don't call oh. everyone t-shirt. But I'm, I'm. Oh God, this is. We'll say my name isn't sunglasses. It is now. Anyways, maybe I think we should start off with our first segment, which is the sixty-second summary. I think you should start. Sunglasses, if you would be so kind, and go. Um. Uh, where to begin? A lot of girls having fun with dresses. Got a couple of guys wearing different kinds of shirts. Burritos were involved very briefly, not seen but heard of. Um, taxi drives, New York, Central Park. Yes. Um, girls having fun. One girl's the main character. The rest are just kind of on the on the side. Supporting, supporting. Um. <laughs> And then, uh, it ends abruptly. Have we gotten any... Si- I'm going to cut you off at 45 because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that was so pathetic. That was Santana, please do my man justice and give us a 60-second rundown and go. All right, listen Full here. plot. All right, 60-second summary was this. Girl loves boss. Boss loves girl's sister. Sister... Is a fucking phony. Alright? Alright? She's a phony. Uh huh. And the fucking sister's sister fucking exposes her. And then everything goes to fucking shit, and the fucking main character gets to wear her 27th dress, at which she gets to marry. The fucking man has been pursuing the whole movie, which is the fucking guy who fucked her in the first place by writing an article about her that's talking about that she's only a bridesmaid. All right? And then in the end, she becomes a what? A fucking fucking bride. A fucking bride. A fucking bride. bride. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. That's time. I don't know. Again. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that was close. I, I enjoyed that. I, I understood what you said, and I thought you could write a small book on on that. Synopsis. Although the one thing you left out that Jay mentioned was the burrito. Well, hey. here we go. Max, take it away. Go. Okay. Uh, Catherine Heigl is an assistant for a guy who started a company, and she's been in love with him for a really long time. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> she also happens to, as a little bit of a passion project, be a bridesmaid for all of her close friends. She's after her guy to get her 28th dress, not 27th dress. Then her sister comes to town, and her boss falls in love, falls in love with her sister. 
And then her sister hires this big-time writer from the New York Journal to write an article on her wedding. He then slowly right. falls in love with Katherine Heigl, oh, so who is just still focused on the hot boss. Hot, debatable, as we were debatable. talking about earlier. Um, then debatable guys who's writing an article actually switches the article, writes the article about Katherine Heigl, fucks her over, they... Have a little bit of a love and affair. Time. Oh, I didn't get to the end. No, well, no one you gotta cares. Be quicker than that. It's, um, God right. be quicker than that. Let, can I ask, <laughs> why is the main like heartthrob mm-hmm. debatable? You mean how do you mean that? Well, he's hot. Two different types of guys. They are. They're two different class of men. Yeah. One is the comb over, one is the sport coat, messy hair. But are they both not sexy, is what I'm saying. I think they're shirts I think they're off, both sexy in their own way. Lights dim. Sure. They're both sexy. I Maybe. think so. Lights In their dim. own way. Lights dim. You know, <laughs> shirts off. Do we need to chat after this? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, perfectly comfortable. I'm just saying, it's been portrayed that one man is sexy, one man is hot. All right? It's a big difference. Sure. Okay, that's fair. I think Ed Burns is like the whole package guy, right? And Marsden is like... Whoa. I disagree. I, I mean... He's got the job. He's got who? the money. He's got the... He's a big brother to Pedro. He's <laughs> yeah, got Pedro. Hola, Pedro. <laughs> Pedro. is important. So here's the other thing I want to talk about in this movie. How fucking racist. Yeah, real bad. Actually, th- I've seen this movie many times. Uh-huh. I didn't, that didn't quite hit me in the face, like, this time, like it had before. Well, when was the last time you saw it? I don't want to answer that question. <laughs> was it recently? Probably. How it was recent? on TV. Definitely in the last month. In the so, last hold month. on. Wait, maybe the last two months. Yeah, hold on. So you're not going to tell me that this was on TV because you just told me you own the fucking movie. So if yeah, you want to smart up take and tell us, let me ask you something. Yeah. <laughs> is it racist or is it stereotypical? Ooh. I think, and here it gets to a larger, that oh, question boy. gets to a larger point of mine. Every character in this movie is the quintessential, like... stereotypical version of whatever that character is the writer who doesn't care about anything the girl who's always the bridesmaid the hispanic guy who's starting a cleaning business like you're so i can agree it's the hot blonde the hot blonde blonde latest romance yeah the guy with the whole package and the money and everything so is it a good movie or is it a racist movie it's neither can it's a bad non-racist movie can it be both? Do you really think it's a bad movie, Jay? Yeah, horrible. Scale, scale from one to ten, what did you think? You thought it was a horrible movie? I thought it was a negative 13.7. Really? On a scale from one to ten, you went negative 13.7. You I got wish, specific. I wish decimals. I could go back into time, <laughs> two generations, and hunt down the ancestors of everyone who worked on that film mm-hmm. and kill them. So slowly with an iron stake, ancestors. Because that's how much I want to. uh, I want to uh, take revenge upon them for making me sit through that. But you would leave the people alive who worked on the movie. No, I would kill their ancestors. Oh, before they gave. What about the person? What about the person who organized the event to make you watch the movie? Would you kill that person? No, no. There's no bad blood here. I think that's me, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no one. I see where you're headed. (laughs) 
And I want you to tell you to tread lightly because that's me. <laughs> the moderator. Your guys' little terrier battle aside, uh-huh. I think the movie is not worth watching. I think it um, promotes really, really bad stereotypes. This is Do you think that? Breaking my heart. And I think it's um, it's unimaginative, uh-huh. and it's it's fascist, quite frankly. It's oh. Nazi propaganda. You think it's Nazi propaganda? I mean, I didn't say that, but it might as well be. Speaking of which, not one black dude in the whole movie. Exactly. Or black woman. That's true. That's that's or true. black that's anything. True. But you know what? You know what? There is a Latino. Yeah, but he's a young cleaning boy. Yeah. He's a young cleaning boy. He's, he's a young boy who's duped into boy. starting a cleaning business. But who's yeah. to say that cleaning is associated with Hispanics and I would associated that. with racism altogether? That what if he just happens to be a Hispanic boy that happens to be cleaning a rich white man's house? Sure. Mm. You know what this movie really lacked was... Um, That's okay, man. That's going to happen. It lacks something. I'd also like to know, if you put this movie at a negative 13.5, give me an example of a movie that's at a 1. That's a good point. At a 1? Yeah. Touche. Touche. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Okay, give me another one. I haven't seen that one. Never seen it. Um, But I think Harry Potter... The Hunt for Red October. That's a 1? That's a 1? I think you're just naming titles. Mr. McGrory's Wonder Emporium. You're walking through the aisles of Blockbuster in your head right now. Any Chuck Norris film. Okay. Chuck Norris. This didn't quite pan out. Chuck yeah, Norris. Man. Get too specific. I'll tell you what, though. It takes me back to the You want a good rom-com that this yeah, tried to yes. get to? Let's talk about it. tried to yes. get to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, and okay. it fell flat. So, that is the shining light. So can, we, can we talk about that, though? Hudson, I, McConaughey, like real about... substance. Listen. I go can act. Marson's fine. He's charming, but really, he's shallow and vapid, too, in his acting repertoire. The other guy, Edna, he's fine. He's whatever. So I don't tell me this. up to Marsden. You know what? who Marsden reminds me of? I don't think he failed anything. He I think failed. the writing he did failed. Fail. He did well. I didn't say he failed. I said he put on a... Uh, he, uh, he attempted, and sure. he's charming. No, he didn't worked, attempt. He, he completed. He did his sure. best. All right, he finished on you. He finished. Yeah, you're yes. really behind this guy. Marsden really in his did corner. justice. He's getting behind a lot of guys Let right me tell you something. <laughs> you know who Marsden reminds me of? Who's that guy oh, from the... Cheers. I'm sorry. Cheers. You just fucking cheers <laughs> yourself. Nice. Who's the guy from... Dancing with the uh, whatever. Yeah, you can't bring that up. Who are you predators? talking about? Vanessa Hudgens. She's oh, fucking hot. High School Musical. Oh. Yes. Zac Efron. Zac Who's, Efron. He reminds me of Zac Efron. First like, of all, five years younger. I'm very impressed that you went down the rabbit hole of that thought process. That and thought. We are Dancing with the Stars. Vanessa Hudgens. Zac Efron musical. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens because she's fucking hot. And I would okay. okay. I would marry yeah, her so like twenty seven dresses. With what do you got, Meg? So here's my thing. I am very biased because every rom every rom com in my eyes is an amazing movie. There's only been a couple. So that's that, a problem, to right? Be, you but, can't just make no, but, that blanket so this statement. Is, so this is why I want to talk about us it. Not to rip that to, to shreds. To people. <laughs> First of all, aren't, anything in one genre is phenomenal. <laughs> to people who aren't lovers of rom-coms, uh-huh. what makes a good rom-com? So, Jay, you mentioned How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. I also happen to love that movie. You've got a good point here. What, makes, what makes a rom-com also a good movie? Is it like an well, unexpected element? The first, is it... the first correction of the record for me would be, I never said that... Uh, how to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was a good movie. Yeah. You just no, did. I, I didn't say it was a nice movie. Here, I, I said it's 
good movie. <laughs> but you said that was the your best standard. rom-com. Rom-coms as a genre are right below. Uh, you say hi to B-rate horror movies. So that's another blanket statement that I think is they're terrible. As well, just as right off a bull as what she just said. Terrible. And I feel so lucky that I have you guys on the opposite sides of the table. I just want to talk about what makes a good rom-com. Sure. You so said how I think I have some ideas, but I so is a good rom-com? Yeah. So I, as someone who hates rom-coms, I think that he can't attest to that. What do you think makes a great rom-com? Can we ask what's the number yes. one rom-com in your like My life? In your life? My favorite movie of all time is My Best Friend's top Wedding. Three. Then The Holiday, then probably The I'm Holiday gonna... which Wait, is number one again? Number one? Uh, my Best Friend's Wedding. Best Friend's Julia Wedding. Is that with Adam Sandler? It's Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. Okay. Mick, or Dermot, Mick Jagger. Mick, whatever his Dermot name Mulroney. is. Mulroney. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Diaz. Also in that That's right. She plays the Malin Ackerman. She does role in this movie. She does. So you yeah. like Cameron Diaz? Well, hold on. Cameron so Diaz. what makes it? What makes Ooh, a good rom com? Jay, yes. Also in the holiday. Yeah. What makes a her good acting rom-com? performance? So I in think that it's really um, good. Give me the give me the three hallmarks of a good rom com. There's like a feel good element to them. Okay. That is, you can't like pinpoint it exactly what it is. Don't look at me like that. Yeah, did you know what I'm? <laughs> well, I think say. it is. It's uh, Connor McDermott. It's Jude Law, and it's what's the third movie? Of course, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. None of the third movie that you said. Holiday, How to Lose a Guy, Holiday, and My Best Friend's Wedding, and McConaughey. Those are the three things you really said. Matthew McConaughey. Well, so good, girls like good rom coms because they like the main the main dude, and they like the dream that every woman in that rom com has. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. yes. That's fair. It's primal, and it's also society. I also think like an inter- like what I like about this movie is is an interesting concept that's super relatable. Like mm-hmm. lots of lots, lots of girl way. lots of girls are like the bridesmaids Always and everyone and want the dream of the bride and blah 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 yeah. right like that's a relatable thing for a lot of people but mm. I just when I think about it it's not as strong as like the holiday sure um, and I, I think, can't quite pinpoint why well you're comparing these to other rom coms. Right. But you can't compare a rom-com to Brooklyn. Right. And I think that's a really valuable point. I think that Jay is saying this cheeseburger isn't good because I prefer steak. And exactly. You're saying, and I'm saying compare In-N-Out to McDonald's. Sure. That's fair. I think that's totally what fair. Hold on. Why don't you put that somewhere else? Because that's a dumb fucking move. Just putting it right on the arm of the chair that Jason. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> no, this okay. will be fine. Oh, I'm just gonna put it right here. I'm gonna anyway, take this let's right here. Yeah, I'm gonna let's not get bogged down in the okay. Let's not get bogged down in the finer details. Let's let's talk about what really matters here. What matters here? Twenty-seven dresses. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the stuff that caught our eyes and made us love it and made us hate it and made Kevin us Doyle's character. sexually aroused by it. Kevin Doyle is who again? James Marsden. He's the writer. He's, He's the writer. writer. I thought he was handsome. Way too good looking to be a writer, first of all. Not Ooh. entirely. I thought he was <laughs> perfect. We really, like, <laughs> we have some digging to do <laughs> with you. <laughs> He's got a man crush. Let him well, let him have a man crush. I just thought he Richard, was... Richard, let the boy have his first man, man crush. crush. on who? On I thought he was a musical, musical charming man of the wood. All right. Oh, Mary Man. Oh, Mary Man. <laughs> All right. Look, yeah, what do you got? I just think that I forgot what I was going to say. That's so, quite all right. That's going to happen. <laughs> That's okay. 
You well, I'll tell you what, there were, a, there were a few Vietnamese boys in that movie. What are they? A few? Were there? I Vietnamese thought it was an all white. So poking out one... from their jungly refuge, you know? Now you're talking about when you could see yeah, Neil Ackerman's nipples. Yeah, you could see a nipples. lot of nipples in that movie. If you oh, really? Carefully. Well, there was one scene where I definitely saw nipples. Oh, you did? Whose nipples did you see? I saw the He saw James Marsden's sister. nipples. No, not hey, James Marsden. speaking about her nipples, <laughs> yeah. they were all there. I was at the Korean Day Spa with her. You were there. I was at the Korean Day Spa, and I looked to my right, and there was all I could think in my head was the girl from Twenty Seven Dresses. This is actually valuable information. It did is. you see her nipples? I actually did not. Oh, sorry, Jay. She was in like what the. Don't, I was going to corroborate. Don't apologize to me, brother, because that's just strange. You know, in all fairness, her nipples were in plain sight in that movie. Mm-hmm. I can. Described to you in full detail in pixelated That's okay. form. You don't have to no, do that. No, they weren't that. <laughs> that's, that's an exaggeration. Just saying, she's hot. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Thanks, she's man. hot. She's really got nice nipples. You're really going like one way or the other. <laughs> no. I, I can't get a finger on you. <laughs> um, I'll yeah. be here next week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Patty's so, podcast. Let's do some three adjectives really quick. Maggie, if you had to pick three adjectives to describe this, hold on. That's about to explode. I'm sorry. You said nothing also, on the table. Also, yeah, just put the just put it on the ground, dude. Because it's I can on hear my it. it's on my lap. I can hear it every time you put it down. Just put it on the ground. I can, you you can hear that too. You know how I know? Because you have headphones and we're plugged into the same jack. Yeah, I can hear that. <laughs> You're right. You got me. Three, three adjectives, adjectives to describe the movie. Yep. Charming, mm-hmm. cynical, mm-hmm. heartwarming. Those are good. Okay. Uh, lamppost, little Tyrone, <laughs> and Squilly. Now, well, one of them is not a word. But <laughs> uh, what do you got, man? Uh, <laughs> lamppost, little Tyrone. What was the last one? Squilly. Squilly. Okay. <laughs> Santana. You know, I'm so glad that you just broke the ice for me. I'm not very good at adjectives. <laughs> right. What do you got, man? Three adjectives. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> These fools. <laughs> okay, actually, uh, let me think about it. Uh, fucking, <laughs> I don't know, backstabbing, fucking nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, fucking uh, happy in the end. Is that an adjective? I'll give it to you. You know what I like about his additives? What's that? Is that he keeps circling back to the idea of the backstabbing. What about it? Tell me about backstab. I don't think there's so much... Well, you know, there's deception on one part, and that's... Whose part? The slutty sister's part. She was a hoebag, huh? She was faking it. Yeah. Come on. From the very get-go, she was awful. Like, she clearly banged that dude on the airplane. And she's like, oh, you met someone on the airplane. She's like, yeah, people are so nice on airplanes. And you look back and this guy's like winking. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. They told, yeah, let me, the, let me ask her you. intro is that she fucked someone that I she just met on the airplane. Let me ask something. What's so wrong with fucking a guy on an airplane? Wait. Not much, but if that's going to be your character intro. Mm. And then the whole slideshow goes to, anyways, backstabbing. You were saying, I interrupted. Well... I just felt like she was a backstabber because she's a liar, not because mm-hmm. she's a little hoe. What do you think she lied about? I think she lied about herself, you know? The guy yeah. just kind of realized on that whole scenario yeah. 
Right. Yeah, but what about the worst backstabbing? Which was? Kevin slash Malcolm Doyle writing the story about Catherine Heigl and not telling her. I don't think that was backstabbing. I, I'm gonna, I have a hot I've, take on that. I disagree, but continue. Here's my hot What's take. What's your take? We're going to take a quick break to talk about some of our sponsors. Folks, we know you've heard of the Handy app that lets you hire handymen directly from your smartphone for odd jobs around the house. But we also know you don't love strange men just coming into your house. That's why we're proud to introduce our new sponsor, Candy, the only app that uses 100% imported Ethiopian child labor for all your household jobs. Candy operators have a no-job-too-small attitude, literally. They'll fit in crawl spaces, tight corners, chimneys, wherever, and if they don't come out, that's okay too. They're just kids. Sign up now using the promo code DYINGTOHELP, and we'll drop a Susie Cakes chocolate muffin somewhere in your Candyman's third world village. And now back to 27 Dresses. He wrote the story. Before they became close, he made the case to his editor that we should hold off on this. Let's not publish this because, hey, I'm starting to catch feelings for this chick. But he still submitted it. He still submitted it. What? Yeah, exactly. He submitted it because he's a writer and he he was trying to get ahead. He used her to get ahead in he his career. Her. That's he the used exact her. line from the movie. And then he tried to double back and say, hey, don't use this. But he still submitted it. It's kind of like 12 Angry he, Men. He and he him. took all those photos. Come on, like what? 12, 12 Angry Men. men. It's not like, familiar with 12 Angry Men. <laughs> are you? Yes. Well, let's double back then. 12 Angry Men. You got all the evidence in front of you. Uh-huh. And one person is like, oh, I know all the evidence, but fuck, I don't believe it's so. I think we're gonna move on from that. <laughs> That's Let's okay move on because no, I kind of lost I, myself. I get what he's saying. I do. I get what he's saying. He's okay. saying that he submitted it. Hold on. I want to hear him tell you Let's what you meant about Twelve Angry Men. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, I just think that you were seeing. <laughs> Go ahead. Grab a shovel. What do you Dig yourself out hey, of this man, one. No. Yo, let me explain myself. <laughs> let him. Please do I'll... sunglasses. All right, hey. <laughs> do it up, sunglasses. Go ahead, sorry. I can't explain if you don't let me get to my own thought box. I apologize. I got the key. You guys are the trolls standing in the way. So I unlock it, and I see that we were talking about the fact that you were talking about 12 Angry Men being a good representation of deception. the deception of no. the guy writing the article. Yes. And I get what you mean. Because he knew that everything, it was all laid out in front of him. I don't, I don't think. Yeah, no, that's just that's what he said. What you meant, was it? Hold on a second. Are you losing your balance? No, I just think that the evidence was before him. What evidence do you mean? Here's what. He, Go ahead. Okay, ready? He knew what he was doing. But he was equally in love with her, right? From the get-go? From the get-go. Mm, he bold. fell for her from the get-go. You huh. saw when he was peeping her, That's hopping into the cabs. He point. was just like, damn, I kind of like this girl. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he had an obligation Intrigued. to his work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking shit here. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm just following. Do you believe me? I might. He's following his obligation to his work, but he's right. falling in love with this girl. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of at a crossroads. He's like, damn... Do I choose my job or do I choose this girl who's clearly in love with this other man because he's witnessed it? You understand? No, Swim. I stopped listening. He, uh, ago, man. He's conflicted. Hold on. He he's conflicted. Exactly. He hadn't yet Thank witnessed you. that, though. He didn't witness 
her with the boss until the until the breakfast or the like yeah the food tasting. He didn't witness that until then, but he witnessed that she was totally not into. It. She was off the market. She was off the mentally. Market. She was completely mm. like yeah. blowing him off. I think you've yeah. got a point. Just saying. So, circle that back to the backstabbing. How how does that make him a backstabber? It makes him a backstabber because he still was pursuing his career at the same time he was pursuing her. He just couldn't Carol, decide. And all, at the expense, well. almost, too. It's of, something the rubber was not almost, to meet the road. I do. At, his, at the expense of his relationship with at her. At the expense, of, it, it was kind of like, what's going to prevail first? Is mm-hmm. it going to be my job, or is it going to be the woman that, damn, I think I love? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Tell me I am wrong. You're not you're not wrong. You're not I wrong. think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Cheers. I think it's a really good point. And I like it a lot. Mm, interesting. Maggie, yes. tell me about the practicality of bouncing between two weddings at one time. Oh my god. I've never actually had to do it, but I've always imagined mm-hmm. that it would be very difficult. And three hundred dollars for the night, that seems real cheap for that cab driver. Well, he only got 260 or he 140 because you know he kept looking did. back. He also yeah. got some uh, tit vision. He's he got, got some good vision. I, so he got some nipple. Which I would say was worth glasses. $160. You think, a, you think, you think I'd like a, to see her boobs. You sure. think a nipple slip is worth $160? Does she have any, uh, she got no, any of those internet pictures? Not one nipple slip. But <laughs> the, uh, 160 that means he got eight looks. Mmm. Interesting. So, yeah. on that note... Mm-hmm. That is another one of my issues with the movie, although I do really like it. There's a lot of suspension of reality. A lot, I would say no, more than not. <laughs> that happens to everybody. Could you elaborate? Like, I would say more than a lot. Starting with two weddings in one night. That's almost, I don't know how you do that. You know, like, I know York, it took me out of the experience. Say that again? Almost to the point where it took me out of the experience. No. Did it? Yeah. Interesting. Really? The larger than life sense from this rom-com took you out of the experience? Damn. What didn't you like about it? I just hate that Jay's beating up on the movie. He's got a take, and he's sticking to it. And I, I, can't, like it. I can't pretend to be something I'm he not. He didn't here, like Maggie. the movie. It's the worst thing I ever. I think I'm split right down the middle, and I think it's up to you guys to convince me otherwise. Other no, I mean, you should definitely hold your own opinion on it. I don't want to convince you of anything. I just can't, uh, I can't imagine why anyone would watch that. Can yes. I, what do you got to interject? Yes. Huh? I would like to say this. I agree with Jay in the fact that, yeah, maybe some people would think, why would you want to watch this? But, on the other hand, I would like to say that this type of shit happens in real life. What does? Which type of shit? (laughs) Well, you know. No. Not necessarily... Twelve Angry Men. Not necessarily, not not even Twelve Angry Men, but not necessarily falling in love with James Marsden because he's hot. James Marsden because he's hot, but <laughs> you you fall in love with somebody that is not into you. Mm. I oh think sure, that being happens. on the hook with someone. Absolutely. For what sure. happened to you? You got friend zoned. You know what? I'm, right now in this situation alone, yeah. I am. You I'm not even friend zoned. I'm like. Not you even pushed. on the fucking radar. Really? <laughs> How did you meet her? Oh my god. Beside the point. She doesn't but even know you exist? No. Well, it's not that she doesn't know you exist, but it's... Are you that ghost? Oh, listen, listen. That's some time for another podcast. All I'm saying is that this is a very relatable Sorry, story guys. on a different level. On a different level. It's not exactly what they're showing you on screen, but it's the fact that, like, it's a certain story they're t- trying to tell you. And it's the fact that 
you're not important at the time because this woman or this man is looking at somebody else or they're thinking about somebody else or they're fantasizing about somebody else and you're not exactly forefront at the moment. That's what I'm trying to say here. And it happens. It happens. You're dropping some deep wisdom bombs on me, and I don't know if I'm prepared to handle it. Just listen. Just I'm listen. Listening. I'm listening. Really... You will understand. Yeah. At some people's time in life, yeah. they're interested in somebody that's not interested in them. And it takes mm-hmm. a feat to understand that, wow, this person is interested in me. And wow, I'm kind of interested in them too. What, what do you think the moment was of the flipping of the switch? When, like, they realized they liked each other. I thought that moment was when she was trying on her 27 fucking dresses. Mm -hmm. She let her guard down. She let her guard down. She let him in. Literally. Took a photo of her right when she was letting her guard down. Took a photo of her. And that that's what exposed the shadiness that yeah. you were you were asking yeah. earlier. But at the same time, it still exposed his mm. love for her because he was willing to put up with that. Like, not even put up. I don't want anyone to say it like that. But he was willing to kind of accept her with mm. her guard down. Yeah, if I don't will. think because so much she was. I don't think he was down. accepting of her then. I think he was in that moment to use her to mm. prevail. To prevail, really. I think he was there to to get an article. He's I not beg, I think, I beg to differ. That was a lie. But I agree with no. But I agree with Santana. I would say it was like seventy five percent. He was using her, and that's when like the twenty five percent started to grow to a bigger percentage. I would even disagree with you. Like he could I would even disagree with you. I'm sorry. I would disagree. With What's you your disagree? percentage? You think it was fifty fifty? I would say seventy five percent. He was into her, no and twenty five percent he was doing it for his job. No way. Because it was kind of like a chance. It was like... Depend... Okay, maybe she's not going to fuck with me at all. And maybe mm-hmm. I can get over on her on my job. Here's how yeah. I would challenge that idea. And your... I would convince you of the opposite. He shows up, mm-hmm. right? What is his intention when he shows up? Before shows up. she even opens the door, what's the, what is his intention? To get in her pants. Fuck interviewing her. He's trying to get in her pants. No, I don't think that's that the moment. case, but... In a in a romantic like loving like type of way, and like to make he, love to her. You he mean? he loves her. He realized he loved her. Right. So as soon as she opened that cabinet, that yeah. closet to see the dresses, what did then his intentions go to? His intentions. His intentions were split. They were How split. much? I would say fifty fifty at that point. Fifty fifty. Because then, he was unsure. Because sure, he was unsure. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then she starts trying on the dresses, right? Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that's when it slides to seventy five. He's into her. No, I think he was still fifty fifty. He just took the chance as to like, hey, maybe she. I think it's even less than that, and I think it's even less than that because he's taking pictures. Why else take pictures? Because it's a fail safe. It's a fail safe. It's like, hey. If she doesn't like me, then I'm going to get ahead of my job. No so way. I went either way. He was goading mm-hmm. her into trying all those dresses on. She wasn't like, so you hey, think check he out was, these it was dresses. Premeditated. He was like, what's that one? And she was like, oh, this one? This is when I was at a thing. And she got lit up, and yeah. he took advantage of her. Do you think it was premeditated? It was fucking premeditated. Totally. But how can you say it was dick. premeditated when he tried to, like, he tried to convince her at the end? Like, nah, it's not premeditated. It was premeditated because his eyes lit up. He saw green when he saw the story in her with the 27 dresses. And then he fell in love with her. So you don't think that he fell in love with her before he thought about his story? No, I don't. Mm -mm. I think it was through the process of the story. I agree. 
I'm getting disagree. to know her a little bit more. I thought he fell in love with her before. That's the reason Just why he pursued he her. Just because he saw her and he picked her up off the No, dance not because he saw her. Because yeah, he I saw her he's... and he observed her as a writer. And he observed her as descriptively as he did. That's why. I think here's what I'll say. I think from the very get-go, he was intrigued by her. Which but, maybe he thought like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Maybe this could well, lead sure. to something. But it was fully about his career in the beginning, especially when he recovered the file effects in the cab. But mm-hmm. does that does that not mean anything that he was intrigued by her? That he, he was, was never he trying was personally. To hit on her. I think yeah. In I the disagree. beginning, when he's like taking the pages out of her file effects and writing himself in, that was because he saw the story and he needed to see her again. I I disagree. I think he had a personal attachment to her. And yes, there was a story there that he would... I think it was 50-50 until he decided that it wasn't. That's what I... That's what I agree on. Right there. It was 50-50 until he decided it wasn't. Jay, what do you think? He just... Yeah, okay. Just wait a minute. Jay really didn't like this movie. I know, it's really I'll say this, and Jay backed me up. This was a marathon movie to get through. From the very get-go, I think that the two of us... It was a bit of a chore. It was a chore. <laughs> sure. Well, I did enjoy a couple parts. Okay. Which ones? I liked the... the, the um, Benny and the Jets. That was a good scene. I liked the scene where they banged in the car. Why? There was some good chemistry and energy there. Are you okay over there? <laughs> Are you sneezing or crying or like... I'm uh, hiccuping. Okay, fair. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? You liked the Benny and the Jets scene? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking Put it there, huh? Put it there, homie. Put it there. Yeah. Okay. What's up? You didn't like this movie. <laughs> no. Wait, no, but what were the parts that you did like? I said the sex in the car. All right. I like the sex in the car. Can we? And I we liked the what moment else? that it ended. Ah, oh, shit. I just, um... Was it too expected? What was it? What was the crux of the issue? It felt fake to me. Mm, interesting. Why do you think felt it felt like a big? Because it didn't really tell a story that I felt had much value. It wasn't about real love. It was about this mm. fake classic Hollywood society love. Agreeable. And I know. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> that it sounds kind of hippy dippy for me to say it like this, but. That's okay, man. Anything you say is going to sound like that. Well, (laughs) it's hard to get behind a story that doesn't have values that are worth getting behind. That's why great stories and great movies and great uh, books and works of literature have values that you care about and you're rooting for the characters. Sure. You can't root for these characters. What values did you think were behind this movie? What values? Whether they're shitty or great, what values do you think? Self-interested, selfish ideas of love that aren't really ideas of love and loving another person. It's about making yourself better. It's interesting. And, and about, I mean, that's embodied in the main character, the protagonist, Catherine Heigel. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just she's so about Mimi. I'm sad because I'm not married and I'm a bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Wait, she, what? That's part of Was it. Was that not her M.O.? That was her MO. I don't think she was sad. Oh, there was this self-pity in her character that was detestable. It was like, come on, man. She has an outward drive and an inward drive, right? Her outward drive is, I'm, I was born to be a It's the fake smile into the disappointed frown. Yeah. 
Yeah, her inner drive is that she always wants to be a, yeah. a bride. That's why she met. You know what though? I think her inner drive had to do with the, with the douchebag fucking boss. Boss. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think her inner drive was scuttled by this fucking man was like this like oh I'm a buff guy in a suit and I make a lot of money wait and I'm Dude, hot this, for the blood wait, 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 time out quick time out okay quick time out you quick time out that guy's not buff Ed Burns he's not buff, he's, buff. he's just buff. a normal looking guy I mean no. in a suit he looks buff no way, dude. I was Pulling actually really bothered that his suits service. were like falling off of him the whole movie. James really? Mars is not yeah. a buff guy either. They're both very James Mars is buff. Well, no, he's not. Right, he's, he's that trying. guy, he's a skinny guy. He's a skinny guy for sure. That guy has the other no guy, muscle mass. He wasn't buff, but he was like he Fun fit into his shirts. Maybe he wore shirts smaller than. Don't he was. fucking touch me, bro. I don't know you. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let me touch your muscles, huh? Get the fuck out of here. Take it easy. Take it easy. We got expensive Okay, look. All I'm saying is this. I forgot. So let's continue. Yeah, we got Pat Googling Ed Helms shirtless. Ed Burns. <laughs> Ed Helms? Oh, Please God. don't hack my phone. Ed Burns is nude. <laughs> Dude. Dude, he's ripped. Look, he's a big guy. He's jacked. Let me see. Dude, like the flip. Who's that? Ed Helms? That's not Ed Helms. That's Ed Burns. Dude. That's Ed Burns. Can I get the fuck out of here with I'll that? I'll send this to Santana because I know you're going to see. Look at that later. chest. It's ripped. He's ripped. He's ripped. He's, he looks like he used to be ripped and he's had a few Dude, you too found many like one, and You found one picture. Look, of all I'm saying <laughs> is <laughs> in his prime, he was ripped. He was smooth. He was smooth. With a pretty blonde check. Let me see. Just pretty jacked. Yeah, Jack. that doesn't feel like this was the time in that movie. Yeah. No. But it's that was for one role. This is a different yeah. time. Anyway. Anyway. The point is, the point that? is, um, you were saying that she, a lot of her drives came from her, she was deeply in love with her boss, which mm-hmm. is another problematic plot line of that movie, is this idea of being, quote unquote, in love with somebody without actually, like, just, just, they're hitting off their resume, like, that's what she's in love with, like, she's in love with the idea of him. She's not actually in love with him. She doesn't really even know him that well. She's taking the boxes. But the greatest thing about that plotline is that... And I'm not saying this is like a fucking A-plus movie. It's a good rom-com. What would you mm-hmm. rate it? Exactly. Against all other movies, and then I want your rom-com rating. Against all other movies, I would rate it like a fucking three. That's... Okay. Three out of five? Out of five? A three out of ten. Three out of ten? <laughs> Okay. Absolutely! Against okay. all the movies? Now, <laughs> now, now, what about just against all of the rom-coms? Just in the genre. Against all the rom-coms, I would rate it like, out of a 10, I would rate it like a 7.7. Man, you've got a really low bar for rom-coms, don't you? No, Whoa. I've seen some really Wait, good... Hey, have you ever points. seen the rom-com with Channing Tatum? Yes. Which Step Wait. Up? No, not Step, Step Up. Step Up was directed by this Magic thing. Magic Mike. Not Magic Mike. You're missing a very important rom com. I know. It's the Nicholas Sparks one. I don't know who the that is. Or, or, um, it was in the notebook. It's, um, what the hell? No, was the notebook was Okay, look, I don't remember myself. That's how good of a rom com it was. <laughs> Tell me about this. What was the story? The rom com was this. It was Ken Tatum, mm-hmm. right? His <laughs> wife. Wait, who yeah, was it? got into an accident and couldn't remember. Exactly. Oh, yeah. um, it was called The, the Gift. Movie. No, it's no, not. It's not the gift. Is it the time traveler's wife? No, it's not the time no, it's um. Or um, it's about time. It's not about time. 
I know exactly. I'll know exactly when you tell me. The vow. The, the, the vow. The vow. Exactly. Listen, the vow. Watch the table. Watch I'm, the sorry, I'm sorry. Okay. Look, the vow, in my opinion, was 9.0. Oh, shit. Are you kidding? I gotta watch this I, again. I, Give me some other, like, nine high nines rom-coms. Ten things I hate about you. High nines. What? Don't... Okay, I would like, say, like, Sex and the City Part 1 was, like, oh. 7.8. Sex in the City Part One was a what? Seven point eight. It was you like fucking rom coms. If you see it, I'm just saying the vow was like a very good rom com because it was sure. like it was deep. He's was off. He's com? off. By the way, was this... there a com in that rom? In yeah. the vow? Yeah. No, it's no. not a rom com. No, you guys aren't naming rom coms. It was rom it's just a romance. You're naming coming of age tales and you're naming dramas. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It was a rom drama. Okay. It wasn't a rom com. Okay. But I'm saying it still takes the cake. I think I like that movie. you qualified yourself in the romantic movie. I'm just genre. saying, I had a girlfriend too. You know, I had to go and watch these fucking movies. This dude watched these movies alone. That's what a man says <laughs> when he's watched rom coms alone. I had a girlfriend. I'd go oh, watch this, this guy's alone. He's naked. He's got a bowl of popcorn. <laughs> and he's watching Channing Tatum give somebody the vow. He's doing no, it for He's the not giving the vow. He's so. trying to win back the vow, yeah. all right? Yeah. He's trying to man. prove the, the vow. Bottom line that is, he's the bottom vow. line is let your rom com freak flag fly. <laughs> Can I ask you something? Can this podcast go on forever? Because I'm having a great time. Yeah, sure. It can go on forever. Absolutely. Cheers to that. So. Dink. That's the cheers. Did you just. (laughs) Dink. Okay, well. Someone drank some metal together. That's. Tell tell us about Now I understand why you like 27 dresses. Because you just verbally cheers to that. Verbally fucking. Dink. And she wasn't even involved in the cheers. No, I know. He was cheersing everyone. Verbally take that something. Just cheersing my fellow rom-com lover. Appreciate it. Fair Jake. enough. Jack, tell us about the Judy Dench character. You know Judy Dench is? I do know Judy Dench. Know Judy Dench. I don't know really Judy She played the like witty, sarcastic friend who... Okay. No oh. Please, Jay. Please. I'm sorry. I don't please. think her Wait, name is Judy how Dench. How is that a Judy Dench character? Judy Dench. No... Dude, Judy, Judy Dench, Dench is that old woman who's always a very like stuck up woman. woman. What the fuck is the name of that actress? Not Judy Not Dench. Judy it Dench. sounds like Judy Wait, Dench. Wait, that sounds like the chick we're talking about. I'm gonna edit this out. No. I'm kidding. This is the best. Judy part. Dench is in like what's that? When we punk the mom. Oh yeah, Judy right? Dench is M in uh, yeah. Yeah, Bond. she's like a grandma. Bond, what are you doing? She's like a very what snotty British doing? woman. Yeah. A bit what of a the, what's the name of this? Kind of like Helen Mirren. Yeah, but not as hot. She's name not. is Judy Greer. Okay, so you had the first name right. Congratulations. Thank you. You should be an investigative journalist. All you had to I say should. was the snarky... Snarky best friend. friend. Yeah. Who served no purpose other than to make a couple of jokes here and there. And she did a good job with that. And she was kind of like the, the truth seeker doing, at the end. What are you saying? What are you doing? Just you know. I can communicate with you. She was the foil. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about Judy Greer. Uh, or Judy Dench, whichever Judy you want to talk also about. Also Judy Dench. Greer or Dench? Judy Greer, like the cheese? No. Yeah. Maggie, tell us about Judy Greer. <laughs> she's in, she was interesting. I think she added a lot. Sure. She kind of was, Wait, she was the we, truth through the entire thing. When who was Catherine, Greer? Who was the Greer? Best the best friend. friend. The snarky best friend. Snarky best okay. friend. Wheelchair, conehead. You remember her? Yeah. Wheelchair Conehead. She, she liked to play marbles. Marble girl. Yeah. She's kind of, yeah, she was always like the bad girl. She had a, like a latex suit on. Yeah. Black latex suit. <laughs> you remember that? 
Did we watch the same fucking movie? <laughs> we did. The Fantastic Mrs. Dench. <laughs> Alright, where is Harvey Dench? I thought that she was just... Where is Judy Dench? What did you think about her, Pat? Does anyone know where Judy is? She was so snarky for no reason. I know who we're talking about now. See, Patty comes in, and we know what we're talking about. I think, but I think she, even if it wasn't in what she was taught, like, what she verbally said, in her Mm -hmm. body language, she was, like the sounding board truth to everything that Catherine Heigl's character did. I understand the purpose for her, but I, I don't... Anyway. I thought that her character was silly. Okay. Fine, you're entitled to think that. Have you ever seen, like, uh, on a mantle in, around Christmas time it's decorated with garland and nutcrackers mm-hmm. and, like, candles? Yeah. That Judy Garland? Hurt? No. I thought we were talking about different <laughs> Not Judies. Judy Garland, but that's that's good, though. That's another Judy. Yeah. <laughs> he was in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, what Yeah, what saying? about the mantle with the nutcracker? So you know the, the... You know the... the... He lost his train of thought. The small he gingerbread house that rests atop a mantle occasionally yes. in Household to Household? I gotta, to be honest with you, Swayman, you're making me want to fucking puke. <laughs> <laughs> talking about but I, I want to fucking puke <laughs> right now I hear maybe it's going. not you but it's maybe it's me and I want to fucking puke where are you going with it <laughs> the garland <laughs> okay you know the gumdrops atop the not gingerbread not button <laughs> yes the gumdrops atop <laughs> Santana's done Santana has put his headphones down <laughs> he's and not. is prepared I to walk I think I just broke his room. brain why are you all right, I think you, I just broke his brain. Let's talk about something okay, else because so you, I don't want him to look see at you on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, we'll talk about something else because this is. Uh, is that because you genuinely about, don't remember where you were going? No, I just don't want to confuse Santana. The boy's seen enough. Why are you <laughs> on the verge of vomiting? Because I smoke more than I drink. <laughs> Dude, your eyes are looking all sorts of mean. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just talk about something normal. Because can hold it. <laughs> you can you hold it in the bathroom? No, no, he's good. Dude, if stay with me. Yo, yo, everyone. <laughs> Am I in the splash oh, zone right now? Good. You're very well in the splash zone. You're good, Santana. Stay with me. <laughs> what point were we on here? We're talking about Top Gun. Top Gun? Yeah, the flight school. Tom Cruise? Yeah. <laughs> Babu. Okay. This is the jungle Continue with Top Gun. With the monkeys. And They're the... not Indian, are they? Who? Mowgli? I won't. You I look promise. pale. Why are you standing? Put the headphones down. Put the headphones down and go in the bathroom. I promise. Go ahead. I don't hear anything. Go ahead. Do better. Go in the bathroom. You gotta go. I gotta take a beat. Go take a beat. Why is there beer on my left hand side? It's okay. Don't worry about the beer. Go ahead. Go to the bathroom. Let's take a beat. That's all. That's all. We've lost. We've lost. Drunk. All right. We lost one. Drunk is in the bathroom vomiting. And, um... Listen, okay. listen, I, I gotta come clean. I gotta come clean. Okay. <clears throat> you loved the movie. I didn't love it, but I'll meet you somewhere closer to the middle. I think I'm being unnecessarily harsh. I think I'm being unfair. I've been a little bit moody. Unnecessarily so. hmm I think when one would be in the right mind space and having a light night, I could see that movie being mildly entertaining. Why do I feel like you're about to confess to a crime? No. That's the tone I'm getting from you. No, my tone is, som- my tone is somber. Here comes Santana. My tone is somber. 
And that's all I'll say about that. That's the toilet. You can hear it flushing. <laughs> well, we're about to have... Really quick, fun. let's take bets. Did he throw up? No. No? Definitely not. I think yes. I think we would have heard that. I'm going to go with yes. Oh my god, here he comes. No, he's a silent puber. Please, rejoin Welcome. us. We Close just, that door up all the way. If we you were just talking mind. about how... Santana, get that door closed all the way, bud. Give it a twist. We were just talking Looking about how... Well, hold on. We have a bet to settle. Did you just throw up? No. no. You didn't? No, he didn't throw up. Alright. He's leak. He's good. I'm there. He's toasted. Alright. What were you saying, Jay? I was saying Santana. (laughs) (laughs) He needs some air. I got you. Fuck, man. Told you. (laughs) I told you. Yes, I told you. No, you said you thought he'd already done it. You didn't well, tell that him is it. the end of your toilet, by the way. I think that's a great place to wrap There's it up. No way, he hit the toilet. I think that's a great place to wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, as always. I'm Patrick Cadigan. This is Drunk High and Sober. Thanks for having me, Maggie. Thanks for joining us. I hope I'll Jay. be invited back. It's the end of the world. Thanks for joining it's us. The end of the world and, as we know it. Uh, everyone wish Santana luck. Hopefully, by now he's not dead. Great <laughs> orgasms. Take it easy, guys. Thanks. Belushi. <laughs>